You're listening to a Chirp Radio podcast. For more interviews and stories, visit chirpradio.org podcasts. Take me down the journey. How did you get here? Yeah, I, I was doing theater since I was 11, 12. Was doing it forever, like went to school for it. Was like directing plays and then was playwriting. And then kind of got fed up with everything and was like, I'm doing performance art. Like this is what I'm doing. And so I was in this group with Im Queen, who's she's like a big drag artist now. And she also like, I've made a bunch of music with her. We were sort of like making these like little like mini operas where like Im Queen would be like staging it and we'd be doing these very butoh sort of crazy club kid looks and then I would basically make like a like demonic techno soundtrack to it that would like usually sample something stupid like we did a piece once that was like the play Equus and like Lisa Frank together that I feel like was like the pinnacle of what we were doing that's what got me into DJing and like it was just really cool because the clubs would let us do whatever we wanted and I think that was really freeing especially coming from like a theater background where a lot of theater in Chicago is very realistic and like stern and I feel like I have a different I have a different appreciation and relationship to performance now I think because of that now I feel like I'm also going back more into production and writing but like I feel like everything was propelling me to just like trying to practice as a DJ awesome for a long time and still you know making music and DJing are really nice because they do go hand in hand and I feel like it allows you to it's like a nice marker and a nice permanence of doing music combined with something that can be very ephemeral and very like so many of my sets aren't recorded which is like also what I like about it there's like a freedom and an ability that I'm only ever showing the internet or like the rest of the world like you know a, a small amount of what I'm doing does that feel like a bummer sometimes or is it really, like you said ephemeral is this thing that lives in the moment yeah I mean I think I like it that it lives in the moment I think I really do it makes me wonder or think about as you're pushing limits and boundaries in theater and what that looks like you know I think that DJing for me since it's like uh, this linear process and there's a beginning middle end it has this very you know it doesn't have necessarily like a narrative structure but there is like a theatrical structure to that and I think that like I think that I'm always thinking about pushing to the pushing to the next climax of it or how do I build from this to this or how if I'm referencing something at the start of the set how am I doing it at the end house music is was only named after the location of the warehouse so I think it's like these location-based club musics I've always been interested in I've always played a lot of Vogue, for example, or like a lot of, you know, I'm really interested in every country's version of what like house music is because it's like very different in all places. So how would you describe the type of music you make? I always think it's I make house and techno with influences of different club styles. I think that's the biggest thing I would say. I'm making techno that is referencing acid house and then Belizean genres and Vogue, I think. I was like going further. I was like, it also has like weird, like tribal house references and it also has deconstructed club, like experimental references, like sort of like more ambient stuff in it as well. A lot of what I was interested in this and a lot of just like where I'm at right now is having this intense missing of being by an ocean and being able to hear an ocean because I'm from Florida. So I'm like, like very that but I I think a lot of also that for me is thinking about being in Florida and also growing up going to Belize a lot and being by the sea there 
the sort of ancestral memory of water is and thinking a lot about how I sort of feel like I have a digital perception of water because it feels like so many like photocopies of photocopies. It seems like the sort of thing that's far away, but also is traceable through this digital landscape. So I, I was thinking a lot about that for this project. I think a lot of what sound wise, I was thinking about how water is a mixture of all of these different sort of movements in and out of each other and these sort of like both like cyclical and linear things. And I think for me, I was really trying to make like landscapes almost, trying to have each of the, the tracks on the EP have this sort of landscape that's somehow talking about this digital missing of the ocean or this like altered memory of the ocean and how even when it's digitally rendered, we only get a certain sort of a mixture of that. And I think the only recordings of actual water I have are my friend recording it in London, like manipulating water and then like sending it to me. It just feels very also like far away and very digital too. You know, the movement of the ocean and the movement of tides when it's in the sea as opposed to a lake. So just hearing you, you know, you're from Florida and the elements of water and you mentioned your family from Belize or mm -hmm, just yeah. kind of all the parts. And my question is, how has identity informed maybe this EP specifically? I grew up in like right outside Jacksonville, Florida. My mom always really showed me music from like a lot of different sources. And I think also like. I appreciated some of it, but I also didn't appreciate some of it because I was always like, I want my own identity, like da 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 da. But it's been so funny really going deeper into all, like there's like three genres I consider Belizean, even though one of them doesn't have origins in Belize is Punta, which is like both origins in, in like Belize and Guatemala and Mexico and Honduras. And then a Brockdown, which is like just a Garifuna Belizean genre. And then also there was just so much Caribbean influence there. And so Soka was something that was so big there as well. And I think after I've become a DJ and seen like, oh, these are at BPMs and like at like tempos that I, and like rhythms that I'm already naturally playing. I feel like there's this like trans girl network across the world of like all, because there's so many trans girls that are DJs. It's been really nice because I think I've been able to see a lot of other queer spaces being a DJ and been able to be like, oh, how can I take this and go back into Chicago? And I think even since I've been here, I've really seen a really specific sound from a lot of, uh, especially a lot of younger DJs and a, lot, a few of my friends who have been doing it for longer than I've been doing it. There's like a really specific interest in, I think the queer community that I'm super inspired by here because a lot of club music in other places seems to be maybe more influenced by hip hop or maybe more influenced by just like other genres. And I think just cause like house music is so big here, the club music feels to be also referencing house music. And I always find that really like, I'm I'm always really, like, that's, that's always been what I've been about. So I think that like, it feels nice that I feel both like influenced by stuff and also influencing stuff here. And it, I don't know, it's really, it's nice. I'm curious what you would say are the responsibilities of a DJ. Emergent Strategy by Adrienne Marie Brown talks a lot about how, and I also really want her to read her new book, Pleasure Activism. 
I think that what was so amazing about reading that book for me is thinking a lot about how I am a community organizer, especially because I also am like an organizer of parties and I do that side of it. But I think, you know, I think the sort of that's what the club, you know, the club looks like. So there's like, there's someone in like a hierarchical structure, if you want to think about it, or or in like a structure where they're like are taking a leadership role, I, I would say maybe not hierarchical, but um, the organizer aspect of it, right? Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And so it's like, you're literally, yeah, you're literally organizing people and you're organizing and you're putting ideas on and putting that. So I think there's definitely a lot of people who don't think about that. And it, that's not necessarily to say that they're not doing their jobs. I think what's nice about being in the club or being just in anywhere with music is this idea that you can have a very social and antisocial experience at the same time. Like I think so much of the time because I'm such an introvert. So I love like being at the club alone, like no one talking to me, like dancing and just like having that experience by myself and like feeling like, you know, having even if it's like just this little moment of hearing something in the music, like really feeling able to do that. And I think that's why I also privilege like working on my music and actually making sure like that to me is part of my organizing because of my space in the community a lot of people end up turning to me I think also just because like I'm 28 and I'm around like a lot of people who are 21 22 and just like you know I think a lot of people end up turning to me especially when stuff gets a little crazy I think it's something that more people should think about actively and everyone should read Adrian Marie Brown because it's so helpful in just thinking about your process and your practice and in ways that doesn't seem like a salt. Like I was like, wow, I really thought this book would would just like help me with like my like day-to-day work. But I feel like I've got over trauma from like my life in like my emotional life not having to do with the club at all. Rumors has been a party that I've done. It's the first Wednesday at East Room from like 10 to four. And it's definitely like one of the most unique parties I do. I think a lot of times there is this hierarchical structure with performers and DJs and just like, this is the only like drag with a capital D kind of show that I do that like, but I, I think it's always, we always like to say we predict who ends up being like a big person in the scene because it's been true. It's like, if you see like the first people who we always did their first bookings because I feel like we're always interested in like in drag queens that are doing something very different with it. Or- Like, I remember my friend was like, we're all just here just being nerds. Like, everyone is, like, just super nerdy here just, like, listening to music. And, like, I think that's what uh, that's what is a really nice beneficial thing of having a truly queer space is really minimizing that harassment that goes on in the club. I feel like I'm working in a genre that's, like, gauche right now. It's, like, not necessarily even, like, a something that it's, like, it's, you know, it's very meditative and it's very not, uh, it doesn't, I mean, it announces itself. I feel like when I was transitioning was like actually, I always talk about like how transitioning should be thought about less as just like something to do with gender and more to do with like all aspects of like yourself. Do you feel like you're living your dreams? Oh my gosh. Ah! Yeah, no, honestly, yeah. I think that like, I I always think it's funny when I was little, I would just be like, 
I would just be like, I just want to travel. Like, I just like, that's what I want to do. And just like not really thinking about it as like a like career or anything. And I think like, that's really what's been nice is that like, I I never thought, and that that's when I think for me, when I realized that I was just like regularly touring and regularly, I'm playing in like Paris in June. I'm like, oh my God, like, it just like stuff like that. And I would just like, I think that that for me really like connected that I'm like doing what I want to be doing. It's been really amazing. I'm just like really, the past two years have been really crazy. <laughs> so yeah, and I'm I'm just really excited to, that I always have something coming up. Like I always have something to look forward to. And I really, I appreciate that. And I appreciate the continued kind of interest in my work. So, yeah. This is such a good combo. Yeah, thank you this so, is so much. Amazing. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Find this and other interviews at chirpradio.org slash podcasts. Chirp Radio, hear what's next.